Hi, and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are Beth and Katie, founders of Pre-PA Clinic, and we are so happy you are here. We help pre-PAs like you get accepted into PA school by showing you how to create your most competitive application and have your strongest interview so you can finally start your dream career. We are so excited to introduce you to today's guest, but before we get started, we have some exciting things coming up that we want to make sure you know about. Make sure you go to the show notes for today and get into our free PA school interview boot camp that's happening on August 29th and 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be showing you exactly how to create Crush your PA school interview, what you need to know about MMI and traditional interviews, how to answer questions so you stand out, and tons more. We will also be doing giveaways, of course. And again, it's totally free, so come hang out with us on August 29th and 30th. Sign up in the show notes. We also want you to know about our Pacers monthly membership. If you haven't heard about it yet, it's amazing. We have put together not only coaching intensives with us to make a specific part of your application more competitive, but we have weekly virtual PA shadowing hours with some incredible PAs that you can put on your CASPA application so that you're a stronger candidate. We also have guest speakers, important topics to review as a pre-PA like medical terminology and anatomy physiologies, coaching sessions, templates, and of course, those shadowing hours. So much happens in this membership, and we have so much fun together. So get in and start making your application stronger today. Sign up in the show notes, and now on to today's episode. So today we have a very special guest with us. She is not a PA, but if you're interested in getting accepted to PA school, you need to listen to what she has to say. She has so much useful and pertinent information for you about PA admissions. So please join me in welcoming Deb to our podcast today. All right, Deb, welcome. And to get started, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and what are you doing? My name is Deborah Baromi, and I have an extensive, a lot of years of experience in education. I've done everything from teach kindergarten to pretty much graduate school, um, different subjects, mostly English to start with. And then I went into adult education when I got my master's degree. So I thought the parents needed it as much as the, the children. So I went in that direction and I just love anything about education. Right now, I retired a year ago, and right now, I am tutoring and working with uh, children, and that's very rewarding because they, they learn so quickly, and it's so um, rewarding right then. You can see it happening, so it's a lot of fun for me. But I'm still doing education. Yeah, so it sounds like a lifetime of education, and we actually met listeners when we were at a PA school together. So Deb was our director of admissions, and I was a faculty member, and so she really just kind of whipped us into shape as faculty members, taught us everything about PA admissions, because when you first get hired, most of us didn't have any PA academic experience, and so we only had experience the mission side from being actual candidates from applying to PA school interviewing etc so Deb was the person that really focused the admissions really got our admissions criteria together and helped us through so can you tell us a little bit about what your job was like working for PA schools and PA admissions right uh, yes I worked uh, with Beth um, well, I worked there for seven years and so uh, I pretty much feel like I, I came in when it was in the baby in its infancy. And when I left, I like to feel like it was at least a teenager, maybe getting to be an adult. But uh, the program, um, it was a strong program. And as Beth just said, they hire faculty, they bring them in, and they expect them to know all about admissions. Well, 
they don't know all about admissions. They know what it was like to be a candidate. They went to PA school and they know what it, how to be a PA. But as far as admissions, you know, it's not like it just, everybody just knows that because there are so, so many steps and it's so layered. And there's a part of it that affects the applicant. And there's a part of it that affects the faculty. And then you come together and, and then you're in, you get accepted and you're into the program. But there's a lot of steps to it. So my job was to help you, the candidate, learn how to apply, when to apply, what to do to be a stronger applicant, and answer your questions. And I did answer your questions. If you called me on the phone for our program, I promise I talked to you and had a conversation with you, a real person. I'm a real person. <laughs> so uh, that was very important to me. And, I, you know, some people visited the school, which is great. I take you on, you know, a tour and let you see everything and t- talk about what we do and meet some of our faculty. All those things are really important. Then, then CASPA. And that's one of your first steps. And so when you get involved in filling out your CASPA, there's tons of tips to know about that. And if you miss them, then you may have to reapply and you may have to wait a whole year to do that. And that's a shame. So those things are really important for you to know those tips um, and how to fill out your CASPA, when to fill out your CASPA, things that you do not want to miss, that if you do, um, it will hurt you and you'll have to do it again. So uh, that was part of it and answering the applicant's questions about what kind of shadowing do I need? What clinical experience do I need? And then the actual interviewing, which uh, interviewing to be a PA, the most important thing is attitude, then attitude, and after that attitude. So you come in and we already have seen what you look like on paper. You wouldn't have gotten an interview. So we already know that you are capable of of making the grades. But what, what are your goals? How do you feel about this? What do you want? What's your motivation? Are you going to be able to make it through PA school? And that's what the interview is about. It's really about being yourself and kind of knowing what you want and about being and getting you organized yeah, that's a that's a big thing too for you because most students just think, oh, I'll just apply. If I get in, fine. If I don't get in, that's okay too. Um, no. So you're going to apply to four to eight or more schools. So when you get that interview, that interview is very important to you. So, you know, talking to you, I'll usually talk to you about what to do, how to handle that interview, being yourself, knowing what you want before you ever go in that room. And, and how to articulate that, how to communicate that. Yeah, a couple of good points you brought up. The first one you talked a little bit about was how you would talk to people on the phone and they would come visit, you'd show them around. And I think that's really important because I think that speaks to the culture of a program who's willing to take these students who are maybe interested in the program and give them time and be reasonable and answer their questions. Because I know sometimes you reach out to some admission programs and you don't hear back and students get really, really frustrated. So I absolutely love the fact that you were always there and always just ready to help and answer questions, do the best you can to steer them in the right direction. Um, so again, when you're thinking about what programs to apply to, if you're listening to this, think about that as well. Are they reachable? Are they communicating with you? Because remember, your job is to choose the best PA school for you, and you need to make sure that they're a right fit for you, just like you should be a right fit for them. The second thing I love you talked about was attitude, and it's so true. We can look at you on paper and decide to give you an interview, but if you don't have that 
correct attitude, if you're not humble, if you're not compassionate, if you're not empathetic, then that's really what we're looking for in the interviews. Because as you said, we already know on paper, we're willing to accept you or you wouldn't be there. So I absolutely love that you reiterated that and we cannot stress enough how important it is to get the right candidates. And that's why we do in-person interviews. Right. So what are some of the most common mistakes you see either in CASPA or in the interview, maybe one or two examples of things that you've seen um, students do right or maybe things that students do um, wrong? Okay. Well, um, one of the first things that I'm usually talking to people about when they call and that they find out, and then you just hear their little faces drop on the floor. I can almost see them, even though I'm on the phone, when I tell them what the requirements are and they're missing two or three. And they're like, oh, well, they'll still let me interview. Uh, No, they won't. So you have to have the requirements. That's really special special for you to know right on the front end. So look them up, the schools you want to apply to, see what the requirements are, make sure you have them. Um, Most schools will let you maybe be working on a couple of them, but for the most part, you need your requirements. That's that's very, very important. Shadowing is another thing that, um, and I'm going back to CASPA in a minute, but shadowing is another thing you, if you don't have any shadowing experience at all, that's gonna be really hard for you to be competitive. It can be, in, you know, it doesn't have to be in one field. It doesn't have to be one doc or one PA, or it can be in several, with several PAs, uh, doctors, whatever. It can be in ortho, derm, whatever. It can be in several different areas, which is good, by the way. That makes you more competitive. But you need shadowing, and you need about 50 hours of that before you apply. So just know, if you're still working on that when the school opens up their initial application process, then you need to keep the school that you, schools you're really interested in, you need to keep them updated and say, I'm still shadowing, I'm still working on this. You need to send that to them and you need to make sure they understand that and they update that for you. So I did that a lot. That was That's another very important thing for you to know. So um, CASPA, when you fill out your CASPA, one of the areas that people mess up first off and it's really hard, you can't really go back and repair it is there's like seven or eight, I can't remember now, there's seven or eight tabs under experience. Um, And it talks about everything from volunteer to, you know, to your shadowing experience to, um, you know, everything that you've done. So you need to make sure that your hours get put in the right categories and there's two that you can put them in and so you want to make sure that your hours are there because if not it'll come up into the eye of the person looking at you the admissions person it'll look like you don't have any experience because you put it in another category maybe you put it under uh, hours of volunteer hours you put it with that and you thought well i'll just need to put it one place that'll be fine no it, it won't be fine Um, make sure that it's under the hours earned for experience in the actual job. And so you can put in other experience. Volunteer work is great. Um, Anytime you've volunteered yourself or done leadership work or any form of that, that's great. That speaks volumes of you. So those are just additional things that are going to make you a stronger, stronger candidate. But get it in the right place or somebody will miss it. And then your references. I do want to want to tell you that how important they are because if you know you suggest people who you would like to talk about you and um 
you want to choose someone that is familiar with your skills, your skill set. So you want to choose someone who can talk about your skills and, um, you know, not someone who just says that you're a grand person, you know, but, but really your skill set. And because that's what that faculty member that's going to interview you, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for information on that. So you want to pick someone with that and you also want to follow through with that on your CASPA. I have seen so many times people do not follow through with it yourself and then somebody doesn't send their reference in and you didn't follow through so you don't know that. And so you're calling me up going, hey, I should have gotten an interview. I'm a 3.8, I have all this experience, blah, blah, why didn't I get an interview? Well, you didn't get an interview because your application was incomplete because we did not have three references for you. So that is on you, the honest is on you. So please follow through with that because that can really cost you. You have to wait all another year to apply. Make sure that you've got your references and that they have been verified. Once they've been verified, then they are attached to your CASPA and the, and the people that are in admissions are looking at those and finding what you, you need to. But don't let that happen to you because it does happen quite often. Yeah, I think you bring up a really great point that it's, it's kind of all about, it's all in the details, right? So anybody can slap together a CASP application, but if things aren't under the right heading or you haven't had a completed reference or a letter of recommendation or you're missing things, you're missing a prereq, something like that, then that can really affect your chances. And so a lot of students think that they can just, oh, hey, I'm going to apply to the PA school next week, but it takes a long, long time to get a good application together. And as you kind of alluded to, it is a, it's a process. It involves more than just one faculty member or two faculty members. It, is, it involves the entire admissions team, the entire faculty, the entire staff. And so we really do keep in touch. Uh, when Deborah and I were working together, she was the one over everybody and keeping people in line and making sure we got the files <laughs> review and making sure people met prereqs and things. And then we would, she would keep us going on interview day, you know, get the schedule going, et cetera. So it, it's a team sport interview committee and we are always tweaking things to make it better. So things always change. So we really recommend that you check the website, check things, because even inside a really robust, strong program, we were always tweaking things, right? Right, absolutely. We were always looking to change to make things easier and better for the applicant and for you, you know, the applicant when you get in the PA program and come to school. So definitely it, it changes and um, hopefully it makes our program stronger, makes our faculty be able to be better faculty to you when you get to be at MPA school. So that's what we're always looking for. And so that that's very important. And another thing, um, like Beth said, organization. This is not just, oh, I'll just fill out my application, I'll send it in. This is very serious. This is just very serious. So you need to sit down, take the time, make sure it's complete. Don't hit submit until you're ready to hit submit. Um, and, and make sure it's filled out correctly and that you have your references and check back on it. And also, if you need to call the admissions for the programs you're really interested in, call them and say, I think I have a complete CASPA. I think my references are there and everything. Do you all have a complete CASPA for me? Um, if you need to do that, that's very proactive, and I would recommend it. Yeah, I love that. You're so right. Reaching out and making sure everything 
is where it needs to be if you have any questions about prereqs, et cetera. And again, you know, Deborah was the, the final word on things. She knew everything that had to do with admissions. If we had new faculty members or if we weren't entirely sure, she was the one that dealt with all of that. So you have probably talked to admissions coordinators and directors in the past, but if not, you know, usually they're really, really open to reaching out. Um, okay, so another question I have for you is, it was always my opinion that admissions was one of the most important parts of PA school. And even though sometimes faculty, we get so bogged down in teaching and labs and testing, et cetera, really getting the right candidates, in my opinion, it, that fit with your program, that fit with your mission and values is really important. But I know all faculty members didn't always feel that way. Sometimes they felt like, oh, I don't have enough time to work on admissions, et cetera. So from kind of a director and coordinator's role, what is your perspective on how important PA admissions are to program? It's like the first, I'm your first face. Admissions was your first face to the program. So then the faculty looked to me to guide them into how this process is going to work and how it does work with the candidate and with them. What do they need to do? How can they be helpful? And they are very helpful if they just know what to do, but they just do not come in to a faculty position and know, oh, this is how admissions work. And neither do the candidates come in knowing, this is what I need to do for admissions. So it is, it is imperative that if you have the tiniest of questions, and usually the tiniest of questions are the largest of questions, by the way. So don't discount them and think, oh, this doesn't matter. It matters. So you make that phone call. You go if you need to, to visit. You do what you need to do to be proactive because it is not easy to get into PA school. It is very competitive. And so you do want to have your T's crossed and your I's dotted. If not, someone else who took the time to do that will win over you. And so you certainly don't want that to happen. But at admissions, an admissions department working with their faculty makes your program so much better. And they're going to make sure that they put the right candidates together so that when you do come to PA school, you are in a class with like-minded people. They might not have the exact same goals. They may not have the exact same motivation, but they have the same end goal as you do. And they, we talk about teamwork and working together. So today, when you're accepted, you become a family. And so this group of people that we bring in, whether it be 50 or 80 or 100 or doesn't matter, you are a family now and you help each other. You work together to help each other. And the faculty supports you and works with you. And that is the kind of environment that I'm sure almost everybody wants to be in, to know that you're cared about, know how it works, how important it is for your faculty and your admissions and the school. How important is that? Do they care? Do, do they even care? Yes, a good program will care. And so you pay attention to that. And that's the program you want to seek out and that's the program you want to be in. Yeah, that's a really interesting thought. You know, from the candidate side, if you're interviewing at multiple programs, seeing how much time and effort they put into their admissions, how much they reach out to you, you know, how much that they're organized, you know, that could be a foreboding of what that school is like. And again, all PA schools have different admission processes. Some do virtual, some do in person, some are MMI, some are traditional format. 
But I, I really like the fact that Deb brings up like, hey, this is a lot of work. We really, really care about this. And you guys should hopefully get that vibe when you go to PA admissions. So it's important for us, just like it's important for you. And again, we have a big stake in it because we're going to be your home and your family for two and a half years. And so it's really important to us to gather those candidates, just like it should be important to you to make sure that we are the right school for you. Well, Deb, any final words or final wisdom or tips for pre-PA students who are thinking about applying to PA school this year or who've decided to apply this year? Any last thoughts? Just get organized. Get yourself organized. It's one of those times. I know, I know. But it's one of those times you're just going to have to make yourself a list and say, this is what I need to do first, and then I need to move on to my CASPA, and these are the things I need to pay attention to. I need to have these things in order before I apply. Make yourself a list. Don't leave anything off. It will be so helpful to you. Um, and like I said, when you get that interview, attitude, attitude, and then attitude is so, so important. Just come and be yourself, be that team player that you know you want to be, answer the questions that they ask, and be yourself. Oh, well, thank you so much for those words of wisdom. We really appreciate you taking the time, sharing your expertise with us. Again, listeners, all the links and everything will be in the show notes if you're interested to connect with Deb in the future. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. Before you head out, if you plan to take or retake the GRE, make sure you prepare for it so that it makes your application stand out and to make yourself more competitive as a candidate. We love Magoosh for preparing you to rock out the GRE so your scores will make you a stronger applicant. Get 10% off all GRE prep plans when you use the code PREPA CLINIC in all caps. So go to the link in our show notes and sign up for a Magoosh GRE prep course. And don't forget to use the code PREPA CLINIC in all caps for 10% off. Have a great day and we will catch you at the next episode.